Welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. So today we're talking about season five, episodes eight and nine. Marry me a little, marry me a little more. Obviously, it's about a wedding. Yeah. So let's just hop right into both episode descriptions so we can get that nonsense out of the way. Yes. Okay. So four, the first episode, marry me a little. After Grace impulsively accepts a marriage proposal from Leo, there seem to be a million roadblocks between her and an actual wedding, not the least of which is her best friend Will's unease about the whole idea. And then the other description is the same. (laughs) Thanks, Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. <laughs> so basically this is a two-part episode that could have aired separately but we watched them together right because they're obviously two parts of one episode right well and this episode is it's an interesting breakdown because like the obstacles come kind of sporadically like it's like there are a couple obstacles in the beginning of the first half first episode and it's like mm-hmm. oh they're over the obstacles are over and, and then, then nope and then like it ends on a cliffhanger and you think like oh well like clearly this will do something and then it has more obstacles and it goes somewhere totally different yep um so i guess the the cliff's notes version of this episode is Mm -hmm. that um will and grace and jack and karen and leo are having Uh, a picnic leo um and while grace and leo are off on their own because plot reasons literally there's a football involved and grace is like leo and i are gonna go make out right that's the whole reason they bump into katie couric of all people who's filming like a mass wedding for and sweeps. then right for sweeps, and then she and Leo get like quickie married. So then they decide to have a reception after that because Will gets really upset, understandably. And they have the reception, and then they find out that they don't know anything about each other. And then also they find out that their quickie wedding was not legally binding because the judge was not certified to perform marriages in the state of New York. Right. So then there's a bit of hemming and hawing about whether or not they're really going to get married. But then they decide to get married anyway. Yeah. And then the second half is mostly their big synagogue wedding. Right. So, like, they get married, like, four times in this episode. There's too much marriage. Yeah. The the title is absolutely, absolutely fitting because it's marry me a little... Marry me a little more. They right. just keep getting married. Yeah. They aren't done. Get, they have, like, five <laughs> weddings. I, I, I want to go back to the Katie Cork bit. Because I, Katie Couric has a line, and the line is a little too meta, because yes. I think the writers <laughs> needed to, like, they, they pad themselves on the back for writing this line, uh-huh. but they should have pad themselves in the dick, uh-huh. but not in a sexy way. In a sad way. In a, in a, like, I want to punish myself. Like an S&M kind of way, but again, not I'm sexy. the assassin from the Da Vinci Code kind of way. What is the self-flagellation? The, yeah, the self-flagellating one. The guy who is albino, right? Yeah. Oh, that movie. Okay, so, Katie Couric's line. She uh, looks at them and she's like, oh, like, there's a big mass wedding happening. It's just a big stunt for Sweeps Week. That's literally all this That's is. That's literally what this is. Like, this is Will and Grace on season five being like, okay, guys, here we go. We're in season five. We got to pick it up a notch. How can we get people to watch us during Sweeps? Because as we all know, TV used to be stupid, and we used to have sweeps, and they really mattered because of the Nielsen ratings, which were stupid because they were only sent to random people. Yep. Mostly straights. Mostly straights. So yeah, they just have this big fucking wedding, and like, let's be real, they even lay it out in the episode. Grace and Leo at this point have been dating for two months. Yeah, I think it's two and a half by the time of their final wedding. It is batshit crazy that they are getting married. At the end of the first episode, like, we find out that, like, not only does Grace not know that 
Leo has a cabin yep. that he used to be in Doctors Without Borders. Yep. And that he's been to Africa. Yep. She finds out his name is actually Marvin. Yep. Which you would think that would have come up at any point. Yeah, his name is actually Marvin Marcus, and we don't get any explanation as to why anybody calls him Leo. Well, he, they call him Leo because his name is Marcus, which... I mean, fair. Again, it's just a really self-aware, like, joke that maybe the Will and Grace writers should have, like, sat down and been like, ooh, like... But, like, they didn't even couch it in, like, it's a middle name situation. Yeah, no. Like, no. I mean, you they clearly haven't gone and gotten their marriage validated anyways, mm-hmm. because at the courthouse, they'd have to put their legal names. Yep. So... Weird question. Do you know that the state of New York is still doing blood tests? Remember how they used to do blood tests I have before no idea. marriages? We learned that when we were in Guys and Dolls together in high school. Because mm-hmm. there was that whole bit about, like, we don't even have to get a blood test if we get married in so-and-so place. <laughs> it's just, it's a really weird episode. Yeah. And, and, and Grace makes so many bad decisions in this episode. Like, Leo making bad decisions, that feels normal. Because Leo is, ugh. Right. And, Leo. like, Grace making bad decisions isn't that weird either. But these bad decisions are weird for Grace. It's it's kind of a weird mix. Like, some of them are just out of character, and some of them are just stupid. Like, Grace decides to get married impulsively and doesn't have Will literally come over from the other side of the park. Right. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand. If we as an audience are expected to understand that they are some sort of, like, uber best friends... There is not any fucking chance that if she was getting married in the same park where he was, that she wouldn't whip out her cell phone and call him. Or, like, run across the park. Right. There's just On her feet. There's just no instance in which she would not alert him to the fact that she was about to get quickie married. And, like, at the end of the first episode and going into the second one, they go down the elevator and they're fighting and Grace is like, I just need a sign, like, tell me whether or not we should get be married or not. Right. And, like, literally the next thing that happens is Katie Couric comes onto the elevator with them and is like, oh, surprise, your marriage isn't legal. Right, and then Grace takes that as a sign that they shouldn't be married and then immediately backtracks on it. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of impulsive decisions that Grace makes that were meant to read as character development. No. But Grace makes impulsive decisions all the time. Right. Like, they're all, they're all like, oh, Grace isn't a very impulsive person. Yes, she is. She is, though. Like, she decided to, like, let... Nathan move in with her after like two weeks like there have been whole episodes dedicated to Grace being impulsive right and Will is standing there at this reception telling Leo that she's not an impulsive person and she doesn't make decisions on the drop of a hat you know what I mean right and that just doesn't make sense because again Will is supposed to be the person who knows Grace better than anybody right like so... the problem with this episode is that the person who actually needed to do this is Will but right. gay marriage isn't legal in the state of New York in 2007 or whatever this is that is oh my god 2007 hun what year is it? Like 2003. Okay, well, in 2003. Late 2002, even. I don't even know what year we're in anymore. Okay. Will and Grace is just so bonkers. Anyways, um, speaking of gay marriage not being legal yet, we also get this really hilarious side plot where Joe and Larry are just mm-hmm. bitter about their their marriage. Yeah. And it's just... That's really bleak. It's just bleak, man. And then there's this whole bit about gay marriage just being like a witchy lesbian who waves a stick over <laughs> you and now you're married. And it's like... Well, and that's the other thing I found really frustrating about this episode is that at the beginning of the first part, when Grace and Leo come in and say that they're married, Will has, like, a really legitimate beef with them. Like, you didn't call me to be in your wedding. And when I say call me, I mean out loud, like, from across the park. Because I was in the same place as you. Right. That frustration, like, really quickly devolves into several other reasons why he'd be upset, which are 
not invalid. Like, but, it's totally legitimate that he'd be sad that he can't have a real wedding. Right, but then instead it becomes, like, how Grace's wedding was always supposed to be, like, his surrogate wedding. Right, and, and he's like, oh, like, I wanted to have a really big wedding for Grace because I... Me. Because of me. Right, like, none of the reasons made sense because none of those are the reasons that a real person would be upset. Like, right. they would probably also be upset about those things, but, but they wouldn't not be upset that they weren't invited to the wedding. Right, and then the fact that Will is all better now because they're having a reception so that he can do his big toast and his big plan of taking care of the wedding. Right. What? Uh, well, and then, this episode goes through so many loops for Will about, like, what he's upset about. Because then when they finally do have the wedding, then he's upset about the wedding and, like, is, like, throwing himself into the planning of it. Right. And doesn't want to walk Grace down the aisle. Because he can't bear the fact of, like, giving her to another guy. Right. Like, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That like, was not your beef with the wedding five minutes ago, sir. Yeah, like... Jack and Karen have a more stable characterization in this episode than Will, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, Jack and Karen's entire characterization, like, sort of hinges on them being unstable. Right. So the fact that they're far more stable than Will is frustrating. And, like, as the best friend of someone who I have a very close relationship Mm -hmm. with, I am aware that I will have a lot of emotions when someday you get married. Right. But I would hope that at least they were consistent. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope that at least they were all about the same kind of thing. Right. Or at the very least, like, if you developed a new feeling, that it wouldn't replace your old feeling. Right. It wouldn't make the old feeling disappear because now I'm having the new feeling. As human beings... It's like Will's feelings palace only has four rooms in it. Right. I was going to say, as human beings, I feel like most of us can feel more than, like, two things at once. Will seems incapable of feeling more than one thing at once. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess I already feel bad that I didn't go to the gym, (laughs) and I still have a lot of pent-up feelings about my mother, so I guess I only have one room free to deal with this wedding thing at a time, so So I'm just going to keep rotating guests in and out. We're just going to carousel this and just throw every... Yeah, it's a lot. Will has every possible emotion that he could have, but non-concurrent. It's like... When, like, the guy is really bad and they're sending him to prison, they're like, oh, no, you don't get to serve those sentences concurrently. You have to serve them one at a time. Right. That's what this episode felt like, being in prison. It did. Serving those sentences one at a time. (laughs) Back to back. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I found that extremely frustrating. I found it very hard to watch. Mm -hmm. It also, to me, seemed to really belittle the core of the entire premise of the show, which is that Will and Grace are such great friends and they have this wonderfully powerful friendship. Right. And we really don't see that honored at any point until near the end of the episode. Well, and Grace has almost gotten married before. And that... Without Will. Without Will. And and again, like, this show did the same thing with Nathan. Like, it pretends like that never happened. Right. But also kind of doesn't. Right. We have, like, a one-off joke about Leo just having found out about Grace backing out of a wedding before. Right. But then, like, Grace interacts with Will like, oh, how dare you tell me not to go through with the wedding? And he's like, I didn't do that. And then what he should have said is, also, I've already done that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing is, they've already done that. They've already had the moment where Will tells her, don't get married. Right. And she gets angry and then listens to him. But, like, that never even comes up in the episode. Like, it could be like, you did this last time and then I didn't marry him. And then Will could be like, yeah, and you were right not to marry him. Right. Exactly. We don't have any retreading of necessary territory. Right. And I some of this is just the show being a part of its time period and like the people who are watching Will and Grace in season 5 probably didn't watch season 1. So from a creative standpoint, it doesn't make sense to be overly zealous in continuity connections. 
But at the same time, these characters do have a history. Yeah. And if you're going to make a fleeting one-off joke about something in the past, you can make a fleeting one-off characterization of the actual character. Yeah. Like... You can... You can do more than just joke about stuff. Right. You can have it have emotional depth. If the... If the season five viewer is expected to laugh at this joke, even though they don't really know that that happened, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're not expected to roll with the punch of, like, this character trait. Right. Even if they didn't see it happening, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, it's just really frustrating to see... Just in general, both Will and Grace are being bad friends. hmm Like, the fact that Grace was so thoughtless and didn't call Will before the first wedding. Yeah. And then the fact that Will is kind of, like, throwing a bit of a temper tantrum about the walking her down the aisle thing. Right. Which, I mean, honestly makes perfect sense. Her dad hurt her back. She wants someone to help her through that because it's going to be an emotional moment. Right. And the fact that she wants Will and he's being like, no. Right. It's just kind of ridiculous. Well, and going back to what I was saying before, like... If all of the things that happened in this episode were drawn out over four or five episodes... It would have been a lot different. It would have been a lot different. And the show is showing no signs that it doesn't want to have Harry Connick Jr. around for that long. Right. I would have rather seen, like, the season premiere be this episode, or maybe not quite, because they had only just met, but, like... Yeah. I would have rather seen a several episode long arc about the repercussions of their quickie engagement, rather than a two episode long we're dealing with their quickie marriage. Right. Like one episode where like they get married immediately and Will is really upset and then they run into Katie Couric and Katie Couric's like oh you're not really married and then they're like oh let's just get married anyways. Like that has the same combination of things but because we're not making it this big super huge special sweeps episode it can have a more organic development where all the characters get to act like themselves. Uh I mean, also, let's be real. If anybody ever proposes to you with a November dandelion, run. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's, that is just a recipe for divorce. November dandelion. Name my rock band. Oh, I sound so good. I would listen to November dandelion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The only thing that happens with Will and Grace that's actually good this week is, like, their very last conversation on the rooftop. Yeah, that's actually really sweet. So we have this moment where Grace kind of pulls Will up to the rooftop. And all throughout the episode, we see Will had made a big deal out of the speech he was going to give at Grace's wedding. Mm -hmm. And the speech involves telling the story of how they first met in his dorm room. Yep. And Grace brings him up to the rooftop to remind him that's not actually how they first met. Mm -hmm. They had met at a party prior to that. And she thought he was real cute. Mm -hmm. And so she went over and talked to him. Mm -hmm. And then they did like a beer bong. Yep. And she had left that party telling someone that he was the guy she was going to spend the rest of her life Mm -hmm. with. And so she kind of reiterates that that commitment to him right. on that same rooftop by reminding him, like, just because I'm getting married, it doesn't mean I'm not planning to spend the rest of my life with you. Right, and, like, that is... It's so amazing that this episode, full of completely disastrous characterization, gets to this really fundamental, true heart of what Will and Grace is. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And as much as we didn't like this episode, that's kind of why I like this show. Because right. every once in a while, it's like, oh, yeah, like... We're displaying genuine human emotion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as the type of people we are and the friendship that we have, it's sort of nice to sometimes see ourselves on TV. Mm-hmm. And we don't often get to see, like, a television show that is committed to that kind of friendship. Right. Well, and that's another reason why it's some of this episode is so frustrating to me, because, like, I feel like for most of this double-part episode, I don't feel like we did see ourselves on TV. No. I feel like we saw... Barely human beings. Right. People who were just apathetic to the needs of their friends. And that was frustrating as fuck. 
But like at the very end of this episode, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I can see that. There That's real. Yeah. That's a real friendship. And bonus points for the inclusion of Don't You Want Me, the seminal. By the way, this is a total sidebar, but have you guys ever heard the cut of that song where they just turned all the words into I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar? You should definitely look it up. Oh my god, it's amazing. You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. A cocktail bar. And that's all it does. Working as a waitress. Uh, it's amazing. Please look it up. But yeah. I just, I'm frustrated now because I know that the show is going to stick with this plot line. Yeah. This doesn't feel like a lot of the other plot lines where it's going to be resolved very quickly. Unfortunately, we are not going to be able to sitcom reset our way out of this. Right. Which like, is frustrating. Like, this is, this is what happens in a sweeps episode is that they actually do recalibrate the show at least for a little while right and like while i think it is certainly interesting to try and watch the show recalibrate Mm -hmm. and deal with the twosome now becoming a threesome Mm -hmm. i feel like the show just hasn't handled it very well so far and it's i'm not having watched it before i don't have a lot of confidence that you're going to find that it handles it well in the future right well and considering like all the different bombs that are dropped like including the fact that leo's been married before like Okay. Clearly, this is not a permanent situation. Right. We should talk about that because he seemed to imply that that was a joke. And I, I genuinely don't know because we know fucking nothing about this character. I don't think it was. Yeah. I feel like we're going go to we're gonna go to the internet on that one quick. I'm just going to quickly. It just says that he was in Doctors Without Borders. Nope. He was not married before. Told you. Well, that's just silly then. Why would you have this character say that in a list of things that are true? Right. I mean... I think he was trying to make a joke, but that's, like, one thing that we do know about this character is he makes a lot of poorly timed bad jokes. Yeah. So, like, this is just another example of Grace is clearly freaking out, and he's making fun of her. Right. I just... There's no point in this episode where I think, oh, they're getting married very impulsively, but they'll be okay. Yeah, Like, no. I'm, literally, at no point in this episode do I think, oh, yeah, they're going to work it out. Right. I mean, like, and granted, both of us do watch the revival so we have seen leo and grace post divorce in the in the revival right but but like even without that ability of hindsight this looks like a plane crash yeah i mean there is literally no way i see this relationship working out long term they are fundamentally different people but not in like that fun way where you, you fit together like the pieces of pangea like they fundamentally don't connect in a lot of ways like will and grace are very different people who connect I don't think Leo and Grace are. I'm sorry. I just want to back up to the Pangea moment. I love how you didn't go with the obvious metaphor, which was fit together like two pieces of a puzzle, but rather Pangea. Pangea is the puzzle. Pangea is queer culture. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. I think that just as an end note, I do want to let you know that I would never get quickie married without you present. I would get quickie married, but not without you present. Okay, yeah. We, like, I mean, quickie married is whatever, but yeah. not without you present. Like, that's just rude. That's just rude. I agree. It's just fucking rude. I mean, if I was in the park with my friends and Katie Couric said, hey, I'm getting a lot of people mass married today. Do you want to get mass married? I'd be like, whoa, Katie Couric, you're still doing journalism, sort of? And then I'd be like, wow, could you hold on for five minutes while I go get my friends? And Katie Couric would be like, sure. That's it. Yep. Also, if you're marrying someone whose name was secretly Marvin, I would stop the wedding. I would divorce someone if I found out their name was really Marvin. 
It's good to know. What if you knew their name was really Marvin from the beginning, though? Well, then I would break up with them. Okay, so Marvin's out there. Don't contact Matthew. Yeah, Marvin's, get out of here. You can have this one. How dare you? You didn't say, oh, I also don't want to marry a Marvin, so clearly Marvin's are still on your list. Maybe they just have bad parents or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to hold that against them. Marvin's of the world. If you want to send your dating profiles to us for test to peruse, here's (laughs) where you can send them. You can always slide into our DMs at Not A Couple Show on Twitter. You can also send us a erotic email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Please note that all erotic emails will be read on air. You could wave at us on Facebook. You can also do something on Tumblr. Send us an ask. Yeah, that's a thing. And uh, you can just listen, if that's what you're into, to us on iTunes and Podbean. I don't know why that got so erotic at the end, Marvins, but we do love you. We love you, Marvins. Erotically. Erotic Marvins. All right, that's all we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week with more Will and Grace. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. This week's episode was brought to you by... Working as a waitress in a cocktail bar.